Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, February 17th, we look at Lesson 7, Your Mercy Reaches Unto the Heavens. Join us as we explore the attributes of God's loving kindness in the book of Psalms. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study. All right, Michael, here we are, Lesson 7. Your mercy reaches unto the heavens in our memory text, Psalms 57, verses 9 through 10. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations, for your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the cloud. This is such a beautiful lesson. I'm excited about it as we think about God's mercy, his love, and some of the some of my favorite Psalms that we can yeah. on this week. Yeah, there's a lot of highlights here and hopefully you hear some of your favorite Psalms as well. And so Michael starts off with his mercy endures forever. Psalm 136. So I, I like this. Uh, if you look at this Psalm, if you've spent some time reflecting upon it, I encourage you to read it. But as you read through it, uh, the thing that is very striking is this uh, theme. It's a literary device, right? Uh, just like you with a hymn, uh, we'll have, you know, a stanza, and then you have a refrain where you kind of will sing that part again and again that goes along with it. And it's a literary device here. You have this, right, right. Um, his love endures forever, right? So mm-hmm. talking about God, his goodness, you know, his leading in the past through Egypt and all of these things. And then it just comes back to this, his love endures forever his love endures forever and i just find this very hopeful i know i need to be reminded of this you know that amen how amazing god is and his love for us this is what it's all about and and by the way it just it doesn't mean that god's going to save us and prevent us from ever having any problems in fact quite the opposite where we see that god is with us through those moments and and i want to encourage our listeners you know heidi and i we just went out recently and heard kate bowler speak and if you've Mm. not heard of her before she's written some of my favorite books uh books like the the preacher's wife and uh, i think one of them's called oh it's it's blessed it's dealing the word that was lingering in my mind was the prosperity gospel, uh, but it's analyzing that. And and what she's doing is looking at some of the phenomena that's happening, you know, in our in our culture where we have this sort of idea that's promulgated out there that if if you follow God, then you will have everything perfect. You'll have the perfect marriage, job, house, all the toys and and if you don't something bad happens to you right yeah no i i I hear it one way or the other yeah then then what sin did you commit Hmm. ouch got some illness Hmm. what what did you do (laughs) and we we maybe don't consciously say that but but it, it is something that's reinforced in our culture very very much quite often and so anyways i was i was really blessed because she just came out with a new book so we got to be some of the first ones to hear about it. Have a beautiful, terrible day. <laughs> and and so the messiness of life and and moments when we need to experience forgiveness and transformation of heart ourselves and the miracle that is, right? And and when we have pain to 
And, and some oftentimes people who wound us the most are the ones who are the ones who never apologize. Right. And, true. and, and yet when those moments happen or to give, give permission to experience th that kind of forgiveness and the forgiveness ultimately only that God can give, that helps us to make the most sense out of the messiness of our lives when everything seems to go wrong and we're in the trenches and, and just really suffering. That's the moment. And I think that's what the psalm is. It's a have a beautiful, terrible day psalm. <laughs> Great correlation. Yeah. And, and we can remember even in those moments, you know, in when they're suffering in Egypt and in the Red Sea being chased by Pharaoh, that's what the Psalm's talking about. That's the, uh, and so we see both the beauty and the terribleness of, of life, but what brings us through in the end is his love. And I just, I, I think that's so beautiful. And I encourage our listeners, think about that. And, and if you want something really good to read every once in a while, we don't do it too often, but check out Kate Bowler, her, her new book, highly recommend as something that I know you'll be blessed by. But another song that we're looking at is this one, Create in Me a Clean Heart. Right. So Psalm 51 actually ties in beautifully with what you're just sharing there, Michael. And this is, for those who are not familiar, which I believe several of us are, Nathan, the prophet, goes to David and tells him about his sin against, well, against God, but also with Bathsheba mm -hmm. and tells him the story of the sheep. And and, he, and David's like, oh, let's kill this man. And he says, you are that man. And David, I mean, his heart is broken right then and there. Mm -hmm. And it starts off with this. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. And mm -hmm. the question uh, is asked here, why does the psalmist appear to God's mercy? And David realizes, and hopefully we realize this as well, he doesn't deserve forgiveness. No. Uh, he hasn't earned it. He could have pulled off the fact that said, hey, I'm king, and so therefore I'm allowed to do whatever I want to do. But no, he was brokenhearted and he repented this is a part of repentance is appealing to god's mercy and mercy is not something we deserve not it's not something that we can earn but it's something that is given but it's more likely to be given with a contrite spirit and so that's what david is coming with with a contrite spirit matter of fact when i was looking up this word kahan if you will it's it's a word that means to bend down and stoop with kindness so there's this motion of someone who's in power who comes down and stoops over to the one who's not in power with kindness and with mercy, if you will. And hopefully our audience is understanding that because then it follows with this in Psalms 51, 6 through 19, how is forgiveness of sin portrayed here? And I'm not going to read all of this, but I, I do want to go through here and just highlight some of these things. David says, offerings and sacrifices are not what you want. Psalm 51, verse 16. The way to please you is to feel sorrow deep in our hearts. This is the kind of sacrifice you won't refuse. This is a contemporary English version, if you will. Please be willing, Lord, to help the city of Zion and rebuild its walls. Then you will be pleased with the proper sacrifices and we'll offer our bills or our bulls on your altar once again. Uh, I, I love this because it's pointing us once again to the heart of forgiveness. It's not this thing, once again, that I deserve. It's not a demand. It is a turning of heart. It is a softening of heart and combining, if you will, conjoining our hearts to God's and recognizing God 
hates sin. He hates sin and he wants us to repent of it and come to him. And the only thing that I found that is the cure for all of this is God's presence in our lives. Mm. And so David was seeking God's presence once again. And when God's presence came, there was a change of heart. And hopefully we're experiencing that on a daily basis. And not on a daily basis, it should be at least uh, on a weekly basis on the Sabbath day. This is the beauty of the Sabbath, of taking out that time, of truly digging down, finding God's presence, seeking him, and uh, allowing him to... Ha- allowing him to ha- help us to have that broken and contrite heart. And so, Michael, what happens if you, Lord, should mark iniquities? What happens there in Tuesday's lesson? All right. Another really cool psalm that I love. And uh, if you read this, and I, again, just spend some time this week through this lesson. What, what great psalms to just spend some time meditating upon and just say, hey, God, speak to my heart. But this is one that is is something that is very poignant and and starts out it's a short psalm out of the depths i cry to you lord lord hear my voice let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy amen and i like this because here we have this reminder that we can turn to god and in those moments of of fear and terror not just the moments when we're in the middle of the day at the height of, you know, work and and we feel like we're on the top of our game, but the moments where we're in the middle of the night. So it's the difference between the 2 p.m. and the 2 a.m., right? <laughs> All right. Just trying to to having those existential thoughts and just really wondering and and rehashing everything that's happened through the day. And and this gives us that moment to reflect and 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 to cry out and say, Lord, I I I need you, and uh, I like that. I need your attention, attentive, your ears to be attentive, and and to my cry for mercy. And then this brings back something I heard from, and I don't mean to keep bringing this up, but it's just very fresh in my mind, having heard Kate Bowler talk about this. She talks about how if we could only see other people from their point of view, from a different perspective, and we call this empathy, and I think. In our world today, we really lack a lot of empathy. Ouch. This is a struggle that we have. We Social media, it's all about showing off. You know, here's our good side and here's all the amazing things and wonderful vacation and how amazing, you know, kind of superhero kind of thing, right? We don't usually hear people saying, you know, putting on social media, I'm struggling <laughs> And I, I can really have some, I need some help and, and I, I need help. You don't see those posts, not very often at least. And so if we could only see how people and the reason why they treat other people and the way they react they do is probably often shaped by the pains and hurts that they have experienced. And, and I like this moment, this verse here, verse three, if you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? In other words, you know, it's kind of like Jesus, you know, cast the first stone, like, like, really, you're going to judge when if everyone knew exactly what had happened in your experience and all the things you've done, I mean, you're going to really cast those stones. And, and so I, I think it should give us a pause for humility to be, take stock of, of where we are. It's easy to, to be able to glibly say, you know, hey, I you know, look at look at me, all the great things I've done, but rather to be, if we're really honest, you know, I that hey, I I've actually had some very severe 
challenges and and maybe you're not that person that's facing challenges maybe you're just sailing at the top and and that's great and i'm happy for those that are sailing at the top that psalm this psalm here is not for you but it might be for you at some point in the future yes yes just but, just wait a while <laughs> just wait a while and if you have one of your friends who's down in the trenches and really suffering maybe they're the one that the psalm is for but for those who are in the trenches and suffering we know and this is what gives me hope is we are reminded that that and, and this is the beauty of scripture through the the pervasiveness of of human experience that that we can celebrate those great glorious moments but more often than not we're 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 in the trenches we're suffering and and when we are suffering and those others who inflict suffering mm. that maybe it gives us a moment to even give us permission to be able to forgive them to say you know if i really okay. understand where they're coming from. Not that I expect that it will necessarily change them, but it'll change my attitude towards them and the, 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 the suffering that I'm experiencing and, and hopefully give us a more merciful, a kinder heart. And, and that truly is an act of grace. That's a moment of mm -hmm. divine intervention. It's a moment of divine beauty. And we strive for those moments um, through the Holy Spirit and through the grace of God. So just a beautiful psalm to remember. And we have a wide range of emotions. And we have a couple more psalms coming up here that talk about praise to the majestic and merciful God. Yeah, so Michael, Psalm 113 and 123, and the principal contributor is asking us to look at both of these and to kind of look at what some similarities are there. And because of the title of this, this lesson, I'm sure you can understand what it, what it is. But let's let's look at it. Let's read just the first verses, first two verses of each one. Psalm 113, verse 1. Praise to the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Matter of fact, I want to also read here verse 6. He who humbles himself. So who is like the, the Lord our God who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. Mm -hmm. And I also want to jump here to Psalm 123 so we can look at a comparison. This is just four verses. I'm going to read all of this. Unto you I lift my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of the servants look to the hand of their masters, as the maid of her, the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy on us, for we, have, uh, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorn of those who are at ease, with the contempt of the proud. And what it, what it uh, correlates here, Michael, is that there is this sense of praise and worship. Now, we probably hear this all the time, and usually when you hear that term, praise and worship, we think of 15 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes of song before the pastor gets out there and preaches or before the morning prayer. But praise and worship is so much more than that. It is acknowledgement of who God is, and it is a collective voice together saying, God, you alone are worthy to be praised and worshiped. And so there's this throughout all the Psalms, but also especially here in Psalm 113 and 123, we see this, this turnover of praise and worship, of acknowledging and, and uh, seeing God's mercy here as well. And because of that, this acknowledgement, there's this sense of, once again, you are God, we are not, we need you, 
And we are here because we need you. And because this is the most important part, we want you. We want you as our savior. How many times, and I just had this conversation with a, a colleague not too long ago and saying that we do church so well now. Uh, they were recently reading in the book of Exodus where Moses speaks to the Lord and says, Lord, if you don't go down to the valley before us, then what's the use? Because we'll be just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about that. This this fellow chaplain that was speaking to me was telling me, saying that how many times do we go to church and are we doing it just like everyone else? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we doing it without the presence of God? Are we doing, are we praising and worshiping without God's presence there? And the, the cool thing about praise and worship now is we're actually supposed to bring the presence of God with us. Mm-hmm. I know we show up to church and we expect the presence of God to be there because this is his house. But no, it, I, I truly believe this, Michael, that all mm-hmm. of us have our individual relationships with God and we bring a piece of God's presence with us. And therefore, his collective presence is there because we've acknowledged him all throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many of us that are running on empty. We show up to the church and we're saying, where's God's presence at? And we need to start looking at each other saying, well, did you bring him with you? Because I brought him with me or maybe I did not. Mm-hmm. And we need to really stop trying to do life without God. We yeah. need God. We need his loving kindness. We need his mercy. We need to praise him. We need to worship him. And mm-hmm. he wants us to. And to be honest with you, he could do this without us, but he chooses to do this with us. Mm -hmm. but he'll also allow us to live life without him. And Mm -hmm. so hopefully we choose once again to live life with God. And so Michael finishes up here with forget not all of his benefits. All right. sounds like a retirement plan here. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enrolled. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, the nice thing is, is that we've all been enrolled and that's the beauty of Psalms. Uh, God doesn't force us, but he invites us. Amen. uh, Amen is one of the, you know, can't read this whole psalm for the sake of time. But verse two talks about forget not all his benefits. And then it starts listing forgives your sins and heals your diseases and redeems your life from the pit. And and, and again, I, I want you to notice the same kind of thing that, you know, the Bible doesn't teach prosperity gospel, doesn't say you're not going to experience or need forgiveness or get sick. Uh, it does talk about how God does sometimes heal our diseases but he doesn't always right but what is important here to remember is verse 8 the lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in love i think that's the key verse of this passage here as we need to be reminded of this again and again and again And in fact, verse 10, it says, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. If we were really, truly honest, I mean, each one of us, we don't deserve what we have. No, we we don't. Not at all. You know, I mean, just let's be honest. I I deserve what I have. And and yet we bask in the goodness of of God for, for each and every one of us, despite the foibles and problems and terrible things. But I also like how this psalm also helps us get a better picture of who God is. Verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And and what parent, Buster? Amen. You know, different stages of life, you see them. And, and it's funny because you'll hear them make 
different statements like like they know it right <laughs> they uh i think they have life figured out <laughs> you have no idea buddy no, no you don't but sometimes we let them just grow where they're at we don't try to dissuade them out of all of their ideas because we know that they have to grow and mature and we watch that sparkle on their eyes as they grow and mature and for me i find great fulfillment in, in that i i find that it warms my heart to see it different each stage through life you know um no, it's true growing, growing. And, and if if we enjoy that buster you know with our kids and watching them and and watching each other's kids too i mean when before we get on we're always asking how's your kids doing you know so we want to we want those updates we want to know how they're doing yes we do how much more god cares just the same way what a beautiful reminder for us of the character of god he's patient with us he loves us like a parent and involved. And by the way, some people may say, I don't want him to be like my parent because I have a dysfunctional family or whatever. All right. All right. Don't you know, work past that, that God is that loving parent you never had. Think about it in that way. So so don't get hung up on that. But just remember that God is that loving parent that is involved and engaged in, in his children's lives, who who wants to give good gifts to his children. And so it's just we. We have to remember God is God. In fact, this psalm ends with that idea. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. I mean, sovereignty of God. You know, God is God. Is God. His kingdom rules over all. And yes. while we understand what's going on in our world around us, you know, politics and topsy-turviness of, of, of war and threat of war and the economy and what's going on, we can remember that God is still in control. And uh, one last thing that I think is really kind of interesting, there's a references at, at the end of the psalm to angels. Praise the Lord, you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you, his servants who do his will. Both the angels and we ourselves have the opportunity to do God's bidding and make a difference and show us not only God's compassion and love that he shows to us, but we have the opportunity to show that love, that compassion that we've received with others. And if we mm. see that, it says at the very end of the psalm, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise him. Ah, beautiful. So there's just so much richness in these psalms, Buster. Yes, there is. And, you know, Michael, as we're going through this today, all these songs are popping up in my head. And Last week, I did a children's story for church, and I just shared with them that the spirit of hymnal writing is not dead. And I know it's different. And I know it sounds different. It's like, but there's still deep, rich theological songs that are being written today. They're not all deep and rich and theological. But okay. uh, as we're reading these, Michael, you hear several songs popping up of some of these new psalmists who are reading the psalms, and they're creating new tunes or melodies to these songs. And so don't don't give up on the gift of writing and don't give up on continuing to sing the, the Psalms and realizing that God is still striving with man. God is still speaking to us through the Psalms. Love it. So, well, you've been listening to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast. We encourage you to read these Psalms yourselves. And as we go through the Sabbath School lesson each week, until next week, this is Soup. And Swoops, signing out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. 
You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible. And be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org, for each weekly episode.